good morning. My name is Kaushik Gara. I'm with Flightbase. And I'm here to talk about uh, indoor autonomous drones uh, for inventory management. So about Flightbase, we are a software company. Uh, we build software that helps automate and scale enterprise drone operations. So the idea is to have an IoT-like software platform which is agnostic to hardware, which allows you to use a fleet of uh, drones from various manufacturers and essentially enable different solutions to be built for different use cases, things like wind turbine inspections, 911 emergency response, and then, of course, indoor applications like warehouse management. So if, when it comes to indoors, you know, drones are finding applications in, in various use cases, things like mining, where you want to send a drone instead of people to map the mine and, and check for dangers and so on before you put human beings at risk. Warehouses, of course, for scanning inventory, uh, sending them inside very large oil tanks to look for leaks and corrosion and so on. And then also a lot of applications in public safety where you want to use drones and first responders in an incident where, again, instead of pe pe uh, putting fire or police uh, staff at risk, you send drones inside homes and offices to see what's going on. Now, of course, you know, drones are built to fly outdoors using GPS. So getting them to fly indoors without GPS is a big challenge. And so I just wanted to share some of the challenges that we and others have faced when trying to fly drones fully autonomously inside. So the first one is, of course, GPS. Usually in a large facility like a mine or a warehouse or a distribution center, you will have either no GPS signal or very weak GPS signal. The other challenge is there are a lot of static and dynamic obstacles, whether it's ceilings, walls, people's forklifts, uh, and unknown environments that the drone has to navigate. Uh, flight stability is a big issue. So one of the biggest challenges with flying drones indoors is to keep the drone extremely stable because the whole point is the drone is like an eye in the sky or an eye in the air. And if you can't have the drone very stable, then the image and the video that you're going to capture is not going to be of very high quality, which means you can't really use that data uh, and, and create uh, some insights from that. And then, of course, size and weight. Because unless the drone is very compact, very light in weight, and very stable, uh, flying them around people, around equipment, and inside infrastructure can be very dangerous. So these are some of the challenges that we have realized uh, that you, know, you have to solve before you can start deploying fleets of dozens of autonomous drones uh, indoors. And the solutions uh, for this from a te technology point of view tend to be around using uh, RUCO markers. Uh, these are like QR tags. If you have seen Amazon robots uh, videos on YouTube, you see these ground robots moving around, but on the floor they have these strips of AR tags or QR codes. So something similar is being used for drones, and that is coupled with a technology called SLAM, which stands for uh, Simultaneous Localization and Mapping. And it's a way to use various cameras and sensors on the drone to create a real-time 3D map of the environment around you, and then use that map to navigate the drone and make sure you don't crash into uh, obstacles. So. Uh, that's just on the technology side. As we deploy this at customers, we are also realizing there are a lot of operational challenges. So one is the degree of autonomy. So the single most important feedback we have received from customers is it has to be fully autonomous. So not just the flight of the drone, but the charging of the drone, the landing of the drone, the collection of data that's of interest uh, from the various sensors on the drone. Unless it is fully autonomous, the business value kind of breaks down the moment you have to have human beings involved. Because what you want to do is you want to deploy these drones during your downtime, during the nights, during the weekends, in between shifts. 
And so the whole point is, unless they are fully autonomous, it doesn't make sense to, to deploy these in production. And along with that, what we also realize is every customer operates a different way. And so the ability to really customize the solution is very important, right? While as a solution provider, we would love to create a one-size-fits-all solution. The fact is that everybody operates differently when it comes to how they want to integrate this with their systems, how they want to customize the user interface so that the operator can use the drone solution easily. So these are some of the challenges that we are seeing. And again, you know, it comes down to build a fully autonomous solution that can be very um, you know, deeply customized and yet not become too expensive. So now let's focus on warehouse inventory. Um, you know, the, obviously the first use case is cycle counting or wall-to-wall -wall counting. And this is a very simplistic view of why you do counting because your ground truth of what the inventory is in the warehouse tends not to be 100% in sync with this digital twin in the warehouse management system. And so the idea is you send people out there to count what's in the warehouse or in the distribution center and try to get it completely in sync with what's in the WMS. And obviously the more frequently you do this, the less the gap will be between the digital twin and the ground reality. But then there's a price to be paid in terms of doing very frequent counts because you have to send people and equipment out there and you have to shut those aisles down and that affects your pick and put operations uh, for doing uh, counts. And you know, getting a further deeper into this, you know, we are starting to realize how much variation there is when it comes to you know, doing uh, inventory counts using drones because there are many facilities which are full pallet in, full pallet out. These are very large. You might have 40, 50,000 pallet locations, but they are quite amenable to drones because you are not breaking these pallets. You just have to scan a barcode on the front of the pallet, but you just have to do a lot of them over, say, a quarter million or half a million square feet. Uh, another adjacent use case is case reserve. So for example, we have done a pilot here in the Atlanta area with an apparel company, and they have very narrow aisles with just one deep case reserve. And you know that may not be very common, but whoever is using it, the challenge is even more to do manual counts. Because now, instead of one location having two pallets and two barcodes, you have 20 or 25 boxes each with one barcode. So imagine a person having to do that 25 times in each location and 20,000 locations. Um, Again, as I said, very narrow aisles. So what we are seeing is, um, you know, as we see more e-commerce and consumers expect same-day delivery, the large distribution centers are moving closer to where the population is. What that means is the warehouse space is very expensive. So you have to increase the space utilization, which means you move to very narrow aisles. But the moment you do that, now you have to have very expensive equipment like a swing reach, and you are using that expensive equipment and very valuable human resources to do an inventory count activity. So again, you know, we have managed to deploy uh, in five feet wide aisles, which is fairly tough when you think of getting a drone to be very stable in those narrow aisles. But there is very high return on investment because now you can have drones instead of these expensive swing reaches going up and down the very narrow aisles. And then of course, from a business point of view, whether you are a listed company where you have to do a quarterly inventory audit to comply with regulation, or whether you are a 3PL company who has some ser service level agreements with your customer, there is a strong element of audit to all this. And again, the best part is that by you know, using a camera to do this, you have a lot of rich data in terms of videos and images that you can use for audits. So of course, doing it manually has obvious challenges. You are using valuable human resources. You are using valuable equipment, not very efficiently. It's not very auditable. It's time consuming. It's expensive. It's putting humans at risk when you are going 32 feet up in the air. And 
the, you know, the solution we hope is aerial inventory scans where you're using these very cost-effective, very stable, very small, compact drones uh, instead of uh, spending people's time on it. So I'm just going to walk you through, uh, through some success factors that we have come across that we believe are required for drones to be effectively used instead of manual counts. So the first one is autonomy, as I've already said, that it has to be end-to-end -end fully autonomous. You know, the, all the operator needs to do is plan the mission of which aisles or which locations you want to scan, and everything from there on is fully autonomous, including the autonomous charging, and the drone being smart enough to say, okay, my battery's about to run out, let me go back and charge myself, and once I've charged myself, let me again resume my mission where I was. The other one is ease of use, that you want this, you know, to be very seamlessly integrated with the existing operational workflows in warehouses and distribution centers, and you have to have the correct user interface and user experience for the operators, because whether you're scanning rack or whether you're scanning bulk, the way the operator is going to do the inventory counts using a drones is going to be very different. So making it as user-friendly as possible uh, is very important. And of course, safety, because you have people and equipment, you have inventory stored in racks and the bulk, and so it's important that the drone has obstacle avoidance, collision detection, and so on in place. But what's equally important is also essentially using very, very compact drones, because these tend to be very lightweight, you know, two pounds or less. And you know, obviously, because they are lighter and they are more stable, you are significantly improving the safety considerations of deploying these drones. And you know, where we see things headed is kind of like where the computer industry went or the smartphone industry went, that the hardware got commoditized to the point where you know, we expect that at some point there will be drones that cost $500, and they're very small and very reliable, and you just deploy dozens of them in a warehouse instead of worrying about should I use two drones or three drones. The inventory data, of course, because drones is just a means to an end, it's a tool in the automation toolbox. Finally, as the inventory stakeholders, you probably just care about the data. And being able to collect all this rich data in terms of videos, images, barcodes, and also the drone telemetry itself, and knowing you know, if I have a fleet of five drones, how many they have they flown, do I need to maintain any drone, do I need to you know, get a new set of batteries, and so on and so forth. The other thing we find is, there is a lot of variation in how customers want their data to be handled. So when it comes to integration, there are customers who say, I don't want to export data using CSVs. Can you automatically push this data into my warehouse management system? Other customers say, I can't give you right access to the warehouse management system, but can you pull data from the WMS and do a compare between the drone data and the WMS data in our dashboard? So again, a high degree of customization which can be made very easy by using what are called application programming interfaces. So, you know, both the drone solution having those interfaces and the WMS having those uh, interfaces, and then figuring out for a given customer, for a given facility, what makes most sense. So again, when it comes to inventory data, this tends to be confidential data. Many customers don't want this data going out of that premise. So you can deploy this on the ground station as an on-premise solution. But if you have, let's say, a very large 3PL company with 100 facilities, you could also push the same inventory data to a private cloud so that the corporate stakeholders can see what's going on in a specific facility. And so the workflow is very simple. You know, operator uses the dashboard to select uh, which missions, uh, which aisles to scan, and the drone takes off from its charging pad, goes in the aisles, does the scans, and comes back. And you can imagine various use cases. So one use case is just doing a cycle count, saying I want these aisles to be scanned today. Another use case is empty bin audits. 
So if you think, your, if your WMS says these are the empty bins, you can now tell the drone, don't go to an entire aisle, just go to these 100 locations across these 20 aisles and check whether those bins are really empty or not. You could also do put away audits. So if you know what was put away yesterday, you could send the drone overnight to those specific locations to make sure that those put aways were 100% correct. So there are many use cases like that. And where we see this going is eventually the dashboard itself will become redundant because the warehouse management system will use the APIs of the drone solution and automatically tell the drone where to go. So that you don't need a person involved even in planning the mission, the WMS tells the drone go scan these locations today. Right, so that's, that's really end-to-end -end autonomy. So just a simple view that, you know, essentially when it comes to comparing aerial and manual counts, you're trying to remove a lot of the errors uh, that human beings might make or some of the intentional errors that they tend to make uh, when it comes to manual counts. And when it comes to ROI, what we have realized is it doesn't take uh, a lot of effort to estimate the ROI. It really comes down to how often do you want to do a wall-to-wall -wall count you know, how many aisles or locations do you have to scan, and how many hours you can make available for the drone to fly, which translates into a certain number of drones that you need to deploy. And what we have seen is, for any really large facility, uh, we think that the payback period tends to be of the order of nine months or less. This is what we are consistently seeing, given, you know, the opportunity cost of very valuable human resources and very valuable equipment being deployed for this, versus what it costs to deploy a drone solution, which you know is using off-the-shelf drones, which are extremely cost-effective. So you know we have managed to do pilots in a variety of facilities, and every facility differs. So a 3PL facility, for example, might be interested in making sure uh, you know the location accuracy is very high, but the inventory frequency may not be very high. But we have also deployed this in an air cargo facility, which is not very big, but the inventory turn is extremely high. So for them, unless they do a wall-to-wall -wall count every day, it doesn't make sense to do cycle counts because the inventory in an air cargo facility is on average there just for five or six days. And so when they approached us, they said, it doesn't make any sense to do manual counts if you want to do a one full entire count every day. But with drones now, suddenly they can do something that was not possible earlier. And you know, having said all of this, uh, you know, it's just a tool. It doesn't do everything. There are challenges that today, Technology is not quite there yet in terms of doing aerial inventory counts. So for example, if you are using an off-the-shelf drone and it's inbuilt camera to read uh, the barcodes, you can only read what is in the front. So if you have multi-deep pallets, if you have pushbacks, if you have broken pallets and if you want to count, you know, if the full pallet had 80 boxes and someone took out 25, how many are remaining, you can't really do that with just the front-facing data. You could still capture images, you could have a person looking at that, uh, but you are not going to get the exact count unless you actually send a person out there. You know, there are uh, discussions around using RFID, for example, for this. Uh, but, you know, we have talked to dozens of customers. We have yet to find anybody who is using RFID at the individual case level or at the carton level uh, because it's just too expensive. Not the tag itself, surprisingly, but the cost of putting that RFID tag when, it, when every item comes into the warehouse. So this is a challenge that we are working on. The other opportunity, of course, is bulk storage because most of the warehouses we go to, half or more uh, of the area is actually used by bulk. And, you know, the barcodes are on the side and you are flying the drone on the top because it's quite challenging to fly the drone inside these aisles. Uh, but again, I'm glad to say that we have done a pilot uh, again in the Atlanta area last week for bulk. 
So what we have started off with is just doing uh, aerial scan and capturing images and video of bulk storage uh, overhead because this is a one million square foot facility uh, which is all appliances and 95% of it is bulk. So imagine trying to do a you know inventory count of that. And the idea is because we know what items are stored, the next step can be saying, okay, now I have the aerial images. And for example, if, if they are refrigerators, I know the height of a refrigerator. So now can I use machine vision and computer vision to figure out how many refrigerators are stacked on top of each other and actually start to do the count. So this is something that we are working on, but of course it remains a challenge in the sense that you can't really read the barcodes on the side because it's a very unstructured environment. It keeps on changing the height of the bulk storage. So it's very challenging for the drone to navigate autonomously. So, you know, in summary, the idea is how can aerial inventory counts complement human counts? So a lot of the warehouses that we talk to, they say we do brick pallets, but we tend to break them only on the ground. So that's a great example where you can deploy people to do the counts of the broken pallets on the ground, but the drones do everything the second level and above. And that's how you are essentially slowly introducing inventory automation uh, in this process. So the idea is can we move all the dull repetitive work to the drones and free up very valuable human resources for much higher value added activities. Thank you for your attention. I'm happy to take questions. Yes, sir. Uh, did you say, does it operate in a freezer? Yeah, so right now the hardware is rated to operate 32 degrees Fahrenheit and above. Uh, we understand that it's a huge opportunity to deploy this in freezers because people like to go inside freezers even less. Uh, but the hardware isn't rated to operate at those temperatures because the battery uh, really deteriorates when it uh, operates in those temperatures. Any other questions? Yes, please. Sure. So uh, we are approaching 10 pilots in the US, uh, mostly some in Europe and some in Asia. Uh, we expect to go into production around the May timeframe. So one of the things we have discovered over the pilots is how important the entire degree of autonomy is and how important customization is. So we have decided to spend more time on that and we essentially want it to get to a point where you don't think about how many drones you need. You just focus on how frequent uh, you want to do the inventory counts and how much can you use your downtime as much as possible. Because that's one thing we have learned is customers would love to deploy this when there's nobody in the warehouse uh, rather than closing off aisles and impacting operations. So we are focusing on that uh, before we go into production. Yes. Sorry, I couldn't. Can you speak up, please? The battery. Yes, that's right. So the question is, how do we manage battery life? So this is a pain point for us because most drones today have batteries uh, that last maybe 25, 30 minutes. Uh, the drone we are using, which is available in Best Buy, also has a battery which lasts around 25 minutes. It takes about an hour to charge. So the way we have uh, decided to deal with this solution is, uh, this problem is, one, use off-the-shelf drone. Extremely cost-effective, deploying 10 drones versus one drone is not something you need to think about too much. The other is we have our own charging pad, 
which is also extremely cost effective. So the idea is for every five or 10 aisles, you just put charging pads everywhere and you deploy multiple drones in parallel. And that way you kind of remove the battery life out of the equation rather than worrying about. So this was my earlier point that, you know, right now a lot of people worry that, oh, should I use two drones or should I use one drone? And we think, at, you know, two years down the road, if you're going to use a $500 drone, you don't really think about hardware anymore. Kind of like you don't think about, you know, Android smartphones or laptops anymore. You, you realize that all the value is in the software and in the automation, and the hardware is just a commodity. Yes, sir. RFID. So our solution currently does not scan RFID. We only read barcodes. It is possible to be, you know, use another drone and mount a RFID scanner on top. RFID scanners tend to have a radius of uh, about a few meters or so. In fact, that is one of the problem with using RFID, which is why we don't really see many customers use RFID. Because when you scan, you're scanning in a radius. And so localizing a particular item to a particular location is quite challenging besides the cost of placing a RFID tag. Yes. Yes. So any 1D and 2D uh, codes, like barcode, QR codes, are easy to scan. Even alphanumeric labels are easy to scan. Handwritten labels, not so much. Yes. We would love to solve the <laughs> problem of partial pallets. So it's a, so if you look at a product roadmap for something like this, today we are doing full pallets. For partial pallets, you know, the first step would be doing something like volumetric analysis, where at least you can say, is it 40% full or is it 80% full, right? That is possible using technology that's available today. The step after that would be to say, okay, I know what sort of items are inside my pallet if I can get enough training data in terms of images from the customer, I can then train my machine learning algorithms to start actually doing counts. Because I, I know that if my tie highs are so much and a full pallet has 80 boxes, and now I can you know use machine vision to figure out exactly where the individual items are from a front view and an angled view, uh, then I can start counting. Because if you think about it, a person today goes in and kind of puts his neck around and says, oh, it's four times five, which is 20. No, we are not quite that here in terms of technology. Any other questions? Okay. Thank you so much for your time.